Hello, and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm E.J. Federman. How's everything going, folks? Uh, it's a very busy week for me. Not because of anything cool. I just had to work a lot. Uh, I was kind of miserable, frankly. Uh, which I guess makes it harder for me to come up with with things to say. So, criminy, uh, right? Uh, earlier this week... Uh, I was talking to my mother, and it was the day the Emmy nominations came out. And she asked me, quote, Do you watch that Justin show that got all those nominations? And, look, I'm not as, as plugged into everything that's on TV as I used to be. Like, you know, so theoretically there could be a Justin show that I don't know about. Uh, but certainly, you know things that get nominated for Emmys I've usually heard of and there was this this moment where I actually thought she was talking about the Mosquito Coast which stars Justin Theroux <laughs> which I don't think was an awards darling <laughs> but that was the closest I could come up with but after after a little while of trying to crack this nut it turned out that the Justin show she was talking about was <laughs> Ted Lasso <laughs> So, she knew it was a man's name. Let's give her credit, right? Um, I'm sorry. That makes me laugh. Moms in pop culture. The woman still, she will never call it caller ID. It has been, as she started calling it in 1995, ID caller. And just will not learn otherwise. Oh, I saw it was you on the ID caller. No, it's, it's not that hard. Come on. It's like getting your grandparents to stop, stop using offensive terms. They're old and they don't know better. Uh, 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 criminy. I froze up. I say criminy a lot. I bet you could kind of turn this into a drinking game where, uh, you know, you do a you do a shot every time I say criminy. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe uh, uh, another shot whenever I mention Batman. Uh, definitely something for Jason Statham. Uh, you know, there's probably some things that you know. Let's put together a drinking game. Uh, anytime I mention teas by summer, you know, you just have some water because you'd die of alcohol poisoning otherwise. And my listenership is small enough without uh, alcohol poisoning thinning your ranks. Um, so in exciting podcast news, exciting to me, uh, I think this week I'm going to record a bonus episode with my friend and occasional co-writer Mindy, and we're just going to talk about this season of Big Brother. Um, I want to do it as a bonus because I know some of my regular listeners, some of, you know, two two of the four, definitely don't care about Big Brother. Uh, possibly don't, possibly none of them. And also, I'm still working out how to do recording another line. And so the audio quality might be bad, so I don't want to just have the regular episode have bad audio and be about a topic nobody's interested in. Except that I suppose most episodes are about topics nobody is interested in. But 
I'm trying to forestall that in this specific case. So you might get a, a bonus episode this week or maybe next. It depends. Uh, also, I do feel a little guilty because there was somebody I, I kept telling them they'd be my first guest once we could work things out. And now I have a different first guest. And I hope that's okay because the person who I promised it to is cool and probably has not worried about it ever. That's my cross to bear. But uh, look for that where you find podcasts. Like I said, it might be next week. I'm still having a lot of fun watching Big Brother this season. We're only uh, four episodes in as of tonight, and I've, I've only seen three of them. And uh, I do very much like Frenchie's uh, sort of chaotic, neutral approach to being the head of household. Um, <laughs> dude's just a doofus. <laughs> I thought he was going to evict himself for a minute there. He was all over. He's all over the place. Uh, you know what? Since I didn't really do anything this week worth talk, I, maybe 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 it's some TV talk tonight. I actually thought about watching the new Space Jam just so I would have content to talk about it. But everything I saw about it just made me sad. Like sort of a thing that you can tell there's no way it's going to be good and also nobody who was making it put in the effort to make it good. Like it's just this, you know, the... People younger than me have affection for the first one, and that probably includes my sister because when it came out, she was, uh, you know, 13 and very into the NBA, so it was right up her alley. Uh, I don't think she watches it every year or anything like that. And uh, I, <laughs> when I went to Las Vegas, somebody in the row ahead of me was watching it as an in-flight movie. So I watched Space Jam without sound. And having not seen it in 26 years, I was astonished to remember that at the end of the movie, Michael Jordan extends his arms to a ridiculous length to shoot a basket from... to to do a, a dunk from half court. And that just happens. Uh, it's weird, guys. But this... Like, the whole thing is it, it's LeBron James and Bugs Bunny visiting other Warner Brothers-owned properties. And, like, like the, the audience is full of characters from Warner Brothers movies. And it's, it's, it's dumb is what it is. I mean, for one thing, it's really lazy. Like, there's that clip they do of the, of the Matrix scene, which is literally just Speedy Gonzalez recreating the Matrix and then telling you that he's recreating the matrix so there's no there's no no wit to it or anything and i know people would be like oh yeah in the old Looney tunes they always reference peter laurie and humphrey bogart and yeah that was for like a, a 10 second cameo of a weird looking man who as a child in the 80s i could not identify and just thought they were weird looking characters as you know it'd be it's it's not like they did an entire scene from treasure of the sierra madre with minimal changes and then called that funny it's it just makes me sad and here's the thing is not like it seems like warner brothers what they want to do is I sound like a conspiracy podcast guy <laughs> this, is, this is taking the wrong this is taking the wrong uh uh path uh like they want to create the idea that there's like a brand identity that's why characters from other warner brothers movies are all over this movie like, they want to be Disney, but they've decided to do this 85 years into their history. 
which you can't do and expect people to buy into it and go, yeah, Warner Brothers, you know, that brand identity that encompasses like the the Matrix and uh, uh, Casablanca and Clockwork Orange and Batman the Animated Series. You know, it's a, it's a consistent ethos. Like Disney could do that because it was that's how that's what they built it on. And I know people are there's always some pedant who's like, well, you know, Disney bought Miramax, so technically Pulp Fiction is a Disney movie. You know what I mean? Disney has a brand identity, but that's been there since day one, not day three hundred sixty-five times eighty-five years. I don't feel like doing the math, but it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of days, and. I mean, even then, like when Disney does something real kind of uh, cynical and referency, like the the second Wreck-It Ralph movie, which I actually kind of like, even though there's just a big ad for Disney throughout the second act. Uh, it, it's sort of limited to things the audience of Wreck-It Ralph would recognize and enjoy. So like like Baby Groot and Stormtroopers and the Disney princesses are in there. Uh, you know, they're not building in a, uh, an appearance by Fred McMurray as the shaggy DA or, or the computer who wore tennis shoes or whatever. You know, they're, they're, they not only have a brand identity, they're sort of conscious of what the audience is. Whereas Space Jam 2, it's like, yeah, the nun from Ken Russell's The Devils is, is in the stands. Isn't that great? It's like, no, literally nobody cares about, nobody who would enjoy Space Jam would care about that. It's... It's so cynical and gross. Like, even if it, it's brilliant, which it, which it isn't. Uh, I I haven't seen it. I might watch the, uh, the, the DC section because they use the Bruce Timm character designs for the superheroes, and I am a big fan of, of the Timverse, uh, which I think, <laughs> I think they call it that, and it never caught on. It shouldn't. It sounds bad. Uh, but... It, there's just this, I don't know, man, it's this cynicism that it made, thinking about Space Jam 2 makes me feel bad about liking things. Like, when I was a kid, like, every everybody likes cartoons, but I was really into Looney Tunes as a kid, like, more than normal kids. Uh, I was, you know, I was like that with superheroes and Looney Tunes and uh, probably something else that's slipping my mind, depending on what year we're talking about. Like, I was much too young, and I was just reading biographies of any person involved with the creation of the Looney Tunes that I could. I, I know I read Mel Blanc's autobiography. I definitely read a something about Leon Schlesinger, and I used—I probably still could, frankly. This is the kind of skill you don't outgrow. I could tell you who directed a Looney Tunes cartoon in about five seconds of watching it. Uh, you know, and I was just kind of really versed in it back in the day when you had to put effort in you, you didn't have wikipedia so you actually had to like go to a library and do microfiche uh, or microfilm depending on what your library had i assume microfiche i think microfilm is solely the domain of spies but i'm willing to be proven wrong they don't try to prove me wrong i'll ignore you and it feels like I, as a child, and to some extent as a as a very old man, 
I care more about Looney Tunes than anybody involved with the production of Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. And it just... And it's like... Maybe it's dumb to like a corporate thing. Which... You know, I'm still I'm still all in on the Marvel movies and TV shows, but at some point somebody's gonna make something where I go, well, I, I don't care. But you know, they've sort of earned my earned my indulgence for a while. So even if Eternals turns out to be a sort of misfire, uh, I don't like the Eternals, guys. It's gonna take a lot of work to convince me the Eternals deserve a movie. Uh, we'll talk about that when it gets closer. I got three months of content to fill before the Eternals movie is on the horizon. Um, but I was, and it's another Warner Warner Brothers property. Uh, is DC Comics, which used to be like my favorite fictional world, and maybe the thing I knew I I was gonna say knew, but also know the most about in the world. Uh, especially like pre-2011. After that, they started just doing continuity maintenance and I could not keep up with it. But you talk to me about pre-2011 DC. Holy smokes, guys, I know I know a lot of stuff. And it's just, even at my advanced age, I care very much about, and I've, I realized, like over the weekend, they weren't, they're not really doing anything I care about anymore. I love Batman, but I could not, I could bail on the regular Batman series right now and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't read it digitally for free in six months, but it's, I'm not, maybe it's just that I'm not the audience anymore. Right now there's a real, uh, there still feels like a real cynicism to it where they phased out almost every minor character and their whole line is just different takes on their five or six most marketable characters. Uh, which is the opposite. I like I like I like the weirdos, those Justice League International guys. They they you don't see them much anymore. You just see, uh, you know, four different Batman continuities and occasionally a young adult novel, which is about Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle going to high school together, which doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, I'm weirdly humorless on this, but but then it also is like, well, they're they're not aiming stuff at me anymore. But I'm I'm very I'm very old, guys. I mean, I've been there for them for most of my life, uh, for many, just multiple decades. But also, like, how much longer am I going to be around? Like two, three years maximum. You, you're not going to get rich aiming your stuff at EJ. I think you, you really do need to transition into that, into a younger audience and start aiming at them and, you know, find the people who don't, you know, the, the Tumblr crowd who doesn't care about continuity and just wants, uh, you know, wants uh, cute stories of, of teen versions of superheroes having crushes on each other in high school. And I don't like it. I don't think it's good. But also, like, who, who cares? Who cares what I think is the point? It's probably okay that they have abandoned me as a consumer because there's not a lot of long-term viability in continuing to reach out to the same middle-aged men that you've uh, that that you've have. <laughs> They're just getting old and dying, frankly. They need to bring in new blood. You know, you see it with Star Wars and Star Trek fans all the time too, where it's it's not like the thing they liked when they were kids, and it's like, well, yeah, because you're. 
<laughs> you're old. They're trying to create new fans now, which is not going to happen with the stuff you like to. I don't know. This is, I want to say, less funny than I usually try to be. Uh, but it's just something I've been kind of grappling with and feeling uh, like I'm a nerd. So a lot of my life is spent sort of ingesting corporate owned properties and uh, caring, frankly, too much about them. And at some point, uh, you have to let go of almost everything at some point. Will I always love Batman? Sure. Do I maybe not need to keep following the, the current monthly adventures of Batman? Probably. I'll probably be fine. If I feel like reading Batman, I have literally a million options. I don't know. It's just a little sad. Things are, things are moving away from me. Uh, you could make that case for The Simpsons, too, but... I'll stick with The Simpsons forever because it's half an hour a week and it was so important to me as a young... I, I maybe would not have made it through high school without The Simpsons as this thing I could latch on to. And, you know, they, they got me forever. It takes very little effort at this point and I, I love the old stuff so much. And some, like I've mentioned it before, sometimes the new stuff still hits it out of the park. There's an episode about three seasons ago where Bill Hader played a <laughs> an insurance adjuster and they just presented it as a TV show about like a 70s style detective show about this insurance adjuster that was very funny uh, so I don't know maybe I'll come to my senses and go like no I can't I can't quit you Batman uh, which is always possible who knows look there's a lot going on I have been thinking of watching all of the direct-to-DVD animated Batman movies that I haven't watched because they're all on HBO Max. And I suspect most of them are bad, or at least average to bad. So that might be a new weekly feature is where I, I review a sub-bar direct-to-DVD animated Batman movie. Um, or maybe it'll be good, and then it'll just be me being excited. Look, I ate a up a lot of time talking about... Uh, things I things I maybe don't like as much as I used to that's I'm sure this has been super fun for everybody to listen to this is a good podcast guys I, I don't care what evidence your ears are presenting to the contrary this is a good show oh yeesh I'm sorry you know what I'm thirsty so for the first time in a long time I'm going to pause to take a drink and then do an ad in the middle of the show this episode is brought to you by TeasedbySummer.com, uh, which the actual name of the store is TeasedbySummer. I say .com to give you the website address. You can also go to Etsy and search for TeasedbySummer, but, you know, she also has the domain name TeasedbySummer.com. Use that. It's quick and easy. Ah, so here's the thing I want to I wanna say. Uh, I have been, been talking to you for 30, 30 plus weeks now maybe exactly 30. Look, I'm not sure of this episode number right now, and I don't feel like looking it up. I'll look it up later when I post it. And then I'll either be proud of myself for guessing right, or chide myself quietly. I've been telling you how great Teased by Summer is, and there's one problem with that approach, is that nobody cares what I think. I mean, with any luck, you just hear the name and you go to the website and then see for yourself. 
that she's great. But nobody's going to... Look, there are very few situations where somebody says, oh, I wonder what EJ's opinion is. I know this. So when I told you last week that the... Uh, that I, I got the the uh, the car focus group mug, which is a newer newer item in the arsenal after buying it as a T-shirt in both its original and updated versions, uh, and it's it looks amazing. Like I could not believe how good it looks in person. You go to go to the site and look at the reviews, and I included a photograph in my review, an actual in hand photo of this mug design, which. Quite frankly, if they ever wanted to do official merchandise for that show, they should just write her a check and put out that mug exactly as it is because it is perfect. And you know what? I noticed sales right now are kind of surging on that mug. I don't know if I got the word out, but that is seems to be the most popular item in the store right now. But, like I said, we know no, nobody cares what EJ thinks. But let me tell you this. So she, she just the other day posted the the uh, mug on Instagram, you know, and tagged it with all the stuff just to show people how it looks good. And this is amazing. It's not really my story to tell, but it's my podcast, so I guess I gotta. Uh, Ruben Rabasa. I hope I am pronouncing that right. He is the the actor who is in that sketch. He's 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 the guy. <laughs> When I say, you know exactly who I mean when I say the guy in that sketch. That's him. He was not tagged. I don't know how he saw it. He he saw it and replied, this is a good idea for a mug. Which is the perfect Twitter interaction. It's so good. It made me so happy. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. So this, you know what? This mug is Ruben Rabasa approved. Don't even, who cares if it's EJ approved? It's approved by the actual guy from the sketch. Oh my God, that's amazing. I've had a day to think about how awesome it is and saying it out loud still makes me go, oh God, that's awesome. So look, don't take my word for it. Take the actual guy's word for it. Teasedbysummer.com. That, like I said, that mug is absolutely perfect. There's a lot of other great designs that I am a huge fan of. Uh, I was wearing my Spice Girls t-shirt this week and somebody laughed out loud when they saw it, which I confirmed was about the t-shirt and not because I look weird. Uh, the A-Pive is a, a beautiful design that almost made me cry when I saw it because I couldn't believe somebody made something that good based on my dumb thing. Uh, it's all amazing, but look, don't take my word for it. Take Ruben Rabasa's word. It's a good idea for a mug. Perfect execution also, if that sways you. It's a good idea for a mug. And now back to our show. I was just thinking I haven't talked about forgotten fast food mascots lately. Uh, and uh, my friend Tim sent me some great information about a Rax, a failed Rax mascot. But I need some time to unpack that because that I've never seen it before and it was sort of after Rax left my area so I have to learn this thing uh, but what I was th thinking and this is not the most famous by any means but the A&W chain uh, which is a used to be kind of like had some nice standalone restaurants I think they're now they're like only in food courts 
but the A and W root beer people had a pretty nice chain of. Uh, I guess it still counts as fast food because you walked up to a, a counter and ordered, and they gave it to you, and then you sat down. But it was a little, it was a little nicer, and they had a Sunday bar at the one in town. But uh, there was a summer in high school when my friend Brian and I were obsessed with going to A and W. Uh, I guess also my other friend Tim, and I'm leaving him out of the story because I've already introduced one Tim. We don't need a second Tim. Uh, I have not seen the second Tim since I was in college, and maybe he's litigious. I don't know what his deal is, so let's not invoke him. Uh, so I'm altering the story to have fewer people, just like uh, <laughs> I'm like I'm like Adam McKay making Vice. I'm combining characters. Uh, we got super into going to A&W because we would go to the 99-cent movie theater, and then A&W had free refills on Frosty Root Beer mugs. And we, as a result of it, us being poor and it being free, we would drink so many. Like, as an adult, I am disgusted at it. I think we each managed 10 in one sitting once. And we we had this goal of 100 for the summer and i mean we got way past that but the day we hit 100 we each bought a we each bought our mug cuz they sell mugs and we were very specific that we had to buy the dirty mug that we had just been served but the manager at the time was a, a man named Troy and he was he seemed very old to me but he was probably no now that i think about it he still has the hallmarks of being a dude who was in his in his late 30s he could easily have been a college student, but he had sort of that haunted look of a man pushing 40. Ah, and he was like, we'd mess around with them and he'd make fun of us. And uh, when Brian would bring a date to A&W, he would, he would uh, try to embarrass him. Uh, and I specify Brian because I was not bringing any dates anywhere when I was in high school because I was sad and lonely. Um, no, no, nobody dating high school EJ. Uh, but if they had, I would have taken them to A&W just for, just for the experience. And sometimes Troy had to wear the great root beer costume and stand out in front of the, the restaurant and wave people, wave in the mall traffic. And when he'd do that, we'd go out there and shoot him with little, little disc guns and he'd get real mad at us, but he couldn't, he couldn't swear. Uh, honestly, we were kind of dicks. But... The thing that made me think of it was, uh, this was a while ago I heard this story, but my friend, my friend Becky, uh, Brad's wife, not Sam's sister. Look, there's, there's a lot of Beckys, there's a lot of Tims. We, we've been over this. I know seven people in it, but there's about three different names in the mix. Uh, she was telling me about how when she was in college, she and her friend were just being you know, crappy teenagers, young adults, and they would throw, like, <laughs> like throw their, their takeout Cokes or something at the Great Root Bear. I don't remember specifically, but sometimes she listens to the podcast. I'm sure she'll tell me what horrible thing she was doing to a man in a costume. And based on the timeline, it is likely that was Troy. <laughs> and... I don't know that I have a point, but it just seems weird to me that I kind of had these experiences with this restaurant man, and on the nights when I wasn't there, 
somebody I would later become friends with was throwing crap at him. Uh, I don't know. I guess you can... I guess there's there's a point in there about the mutability of time. I don't know. Look, I'm all I'm all thrown off. Space Jam 2 has really messed me up, and I haven't even seen it. Uh, but hey, the point is, I might have shot little discs at the Great Root Bear, but I sure as heck never threw sticky beverages on him. And that's a that's a task reserved for monsters. And also, Becky's dad once told me about how he would he would drive around in a like a van with the door open, and uh, sit in the back and just whip snowballs at at other cars as they were driving around, like they were just drive by snowballing people. Uh, and he had to go to court because he did it. He threw snowballs at a cop car from his moving car, and it's very charming when he tells the story because this man is is hilarious. And the first time I met him, the very first thing he did was uh, uh, introduce himself and then tell me he was going to go take a crap. <laughs> um, but I think about that his story a, a lot because when he when he'd say that he'd he'd be uh, you know you'd you'd imagine oh was this some kind of college prank and. No, Becky was alive and conscious of what he was doing at the time he was riding around in a van whipping <laughs> snowballs at cars. So he, he was 40, probably. I feel like I've missed out on so many antics. I didn't, I didn't throw pop at the Great Root Bear. I haven't snowballed moving cars. It's not too late. That's too late. Um... Look, I'm sorry I didn't come in with a lot of topics today. It was a very long week, and frankly, I deserve a medal just for getting a podcast done at all. Uh, I don't deserve a medal. I didn't save anybody's life. Uh, I made a mistake at work, and I got yelled at for it, and I was stressed about it all day. And then I got yelled at it the next yelled at the next day, and it was like, eh, okay, fine. I got yelled at, you know. Uh, as an adult, I probably shouldn't be getting yelled at. Uh, and I don't know. There was this very weird punitive thing where I kept getting at, well, how did you make that mistake? I'm like, well, because I'm a human and not perfect. And uh, I have we haven't had this program in like six months, and I didn't remember all the whys and wherefores of it. Yes, but how did you make that mistake? And it's like, do you need me to say I'm dumb so it could go in my permanent record? Because I will. That's fine. I'm willing to have you put a, uh, uh, an admission that I am dumb in there, and I think that'll probably free me up from a lot of responsibility in the future. I don't know. It's a bad week. This week might also be bad. And uh, now I'm just, you know, stressing out and wondering what I'm going to get yelled at for on Monday. So, uh, look, let's end this episode. It's, this, is, this one was pretty uneven. I'll admit it. I tried hard. Hopefully you enjoyed some things. Uh, I feel like I've said my piece about Space Jam 2. Um, but look, have a good week. Um, you can, as always, you can reach me at fedtalks at yahoo.com. You can uh, tweet at me at EJFettis. Um, I'm very close to completely leaving Twitter for a little while, but I will, I'll, you know, I'll get notifications. You can tweet to me. Um, uh, 
You can maybe even direct message me. I don't know. I'm very old. You can DM me. I don't know if you actually can because nobody ever tries, so I'm not sure what my settings are on that. Uh, but hey, we'll find out together. Uh, I'm Instagram at EJ underscore Fettus, I think. Uh, I have not been doing much of that either. Look, I'm bad on social media. Let's 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 live with it. I I'm not the one getting endorsements from Ruben Rabasa, you know. I'm just a man. Uh, but anyway, check out the Ape Hive. Um, I'm gonna really working to get more regular content going there. Uh, and of course, teasebysummer.com. Buy something. If you don't have the wherewithal to buy something right now. Be sure you click the heart and become an admirer. Uh, you can then also like individual items. It's all very good for the algorithms. Or as it's known in Space Jam, True Adu Legacy, Algorithm. Uh, God, I'm so sorry. I tried. I shouldn't record when I'm a little sad. I'll be perky next week, I promise. Uh, that's it for me. Have a good week. Fed Talks is a full boys production. Wah, 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 wah.